Mercy MHV Talks with Rocha Club of Mullen Hillview, Season 2. Welcome to a brand new episode of RC MHV Talks, Season 2. Now, this is a very special podcast simply because we have none other than the fourth Indian to be holding the position of the Rotary International President, Rotarian Shekhar Mehta. Shekhar Mehta is an accountant. He is the chair of the Skyline Group, a real estate development company which he founded. He is also a director of Operation Eyesight Universal India, a Canada-based organization. Rotarian Shekhar Mehta has been actively involved in disaster response and is a trustee of Shelterbox UK. After the 2004 Indian Ocean tsunami, he helped build nearly 500 homes for families affected by the disaster. He pioneered a program that has performed more than 1500 life-changing heart surgeries in South Asia. He is also the architect of the Teach program, which promotes literacy throughout India and has reached thousands of schools. A Rotary member since 1984, Mehta has served Rotary as director, member of or chair of several committees, zone coordinator, training leader, member of the Rotary Foundation cadre of technical advisors and district governor. He is also the chair of Rotary Foundation India. Shekhar sir has received Rotary Service Above Self Award and the Rotary Foundation's Citation for Meritorious Service and Distinguished Service Awards. He and his wife Rashi Mehta are major donors and members of the Bequest Society. Thank you sir for being with us and now i would like to request you to share your thoughts on the theme of the podcast which is what opportunities do rotractors have to lead the rotary in the future and why are rotractors so important to the rotary hello everyone i'm delighted absolutely to be speaking to all of you uh well an interesting question why is rotract important to rotary why should they not be just as rotary is important to rotract rotract is important to rotary when rotract started the idea was rotary had already by that time established itself as a leading organization and we felt people were very happy they felt they were doing good in this world and they thought they had uh, an obligation towards the youth also uh if you see the programs at that time there was youth exchange there was uh, uh programs for scholarships uh, many of our programs had to do with developing the youth in fact youth service was a very important part of community service at that time later on it became uh, uh a separate uh, area of uh, avenue of service so youth was important also any any anywhere in the world people who do not invest in the youth do not invest in the future you are the trustees of posterity for us so somebody may say why do you plant trees why do you sow seeds you are not going to bear the fruits of it but we still plant trees because we are already taking the fruits it is our obligation to do that so it is important that we develop the youth of our nation of every nation and the world itself so we developed a program called rotract and the idea was professional development of the young people as well as instilling them very early in their life also a thought 
that you have to do something for the community, for your country, for others. Thinking of others even before you think of yourself. Caring for others, sharing with others. These are good thoughts. Uh, they mold the personality of a young person. So with this being the thought, Rudrak was established. To me, this is the reason why Rudrak is important. The fact that we want to develop our youth, that is the reason. It is not for developing the membership of Rotary, nor at all. Nor at all, let me tell you. It is far more easy. Imagine you start a Rotaractor at the age of 19 and you wait till that person becomes 30, wait 11 years for that person to become a Rotarian. Nobody would like to invest that way. Right? So it has not to get more members into uh, Rotary, but when we see that you are already in that thought process, then we are suggesting it is a good thing for you to carry on. Otherwise, as long as there was an age limit to Rotaract, it could have been self-limiting an organization, mind you. Because at 30, you did not know what, where else to go or what to do. At times, you need some transition period also at 30. Many people have so many other priorities. Young people have so many priorities, family, children, job, uh, transfer to different places, um, elderly parents to care for, etc. There are so many other things. So we always encourage that you have got into a good thing. If you like it, come to Rotary. And now they have invested further to make Rotaract into a type of membership, which is, I feel, one of the best things that has happened in recent time. One of the best decisions, both from Rotary as well as Rotaract point of view, more from Rotaract than Rotary's point of view. Rotaract suddenly is now as important as Rotary is. Earlier, you were a program, one of the uh, 30, 40, 50 different programs of Rotary. Now you are at same par as Rotarians because you are also members. Soon enough, already, we are saying that the membership of Rotary International is at 1.4 million, of which Rotarians are 1.2 million, Rotractors are 200,000. So, which means what? We are now clubbing the two, putting them both together at the same platform. Soon enough, the the and, and the dual membership concept. So, even while you are the Rotractor, you can understand what Rotary is, how good it is. Transition is going to become so very smooth. It will become so very nice. It's like the river moving into the ocean. So the, the horizon widens. It's good for Rotaractors. It's also good for Rotary. You get more younger people, young thought, uh, technologically expert guys. You guys are sharp thinkers. Uh, I always say, gone are the times when Rotarians would think you are our hand and feet on the ground. No, you are also our mind on the ground. You have great energy, great passion, uh, solid on technology. But of course, remember, experience you cannot have in a short time. That you need a long time. And that's what the Rotarians have. They have the experience. They have seen the life. Um, they have understood these things a little better. And they also uh, have the resources, at times uh, a little more resources. So to me, it is an excellent combination of youthfulness, exuberance with experience. To me, Rotaract is very important, but for Rotaract also, Rotary is extremely important.
All right, so thank you so much for enlightening us with those wise words of wisdom. Uh, moving on to the question answers, a uh, question answer round that we have. You've often emphasized on improving the Rotary's partnership with the government as well as implementing technology wherever possible. So how is the Rotary International performing on this front? So I'll tell you, Rotary has always believed in partnerships. If you look at the uh, program that we have our uh, biggest program, the corporate program is uh, eradicating polio. What have we done? We have always partnered with other people. Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, we have partnered with uh, uh, USID and other programs also, Gavi, um, uh, WHO, uh, etc. So, and these partnerships help us. Um, that's group dynamics. When two organizations come together, their power increases not linearly, uh, in a linear fashion, but it increases uh, geometrical, exponential. So it's it's great to have partnerships. I always say uh, when I want to do something and may, maybe I have to open seven doors to reach my goal, uh, there are seven locks. I don't have keys for all of them. So I take up three partners. I have keys for three doors. Between the other two partners, I get two and two, four more doors get opened and I can reach my goal. That is the advantage of partnerships. We complement each other. We help each other for doing good in this world. So partnerships are extremely important and working with the government is so very, very important because government does things on a much larger scale. Even polio eradication, uh, I don't think we would have been able to do uh, till we worked along with the government. So each of the places we have worked with the government. Every country we worked along with the government. And uh, government actually has far more resources, but at times our passion, government's resources, when they come together, the results are very good. I always say civil society and the government, when they come together, it is for the good of the people. Rotary has done it in various ways and also bringing in technology. I'll give you two examples. Uh, Rotary in India, for example, Rotary India Literacy Mission uh, has been a hugely successful program. The TEACH program, teacher support, e-learning, adult literacy, child development, happy school. The acronym is TEACH. So under e-learning, uh, we were already doing distance learning. We were doing... Uh, uh, e-learning in classrooms where children were studying, looking at audiovisual content. And during the pandemic, I heard the Prime Minister one day say on the television that uh, they are introducing e-learning, distance learning. I immediately wrote to the Prime Minister. The PMO responded back quickly in just five to seven days. And in one and a half months time, we signed an MOU with the Government of India, Ministry of Education, agreeing that we will provide the entire curriculum from grade one to grade 12 in audiovisual format, which is using technology to be given to the government of India for beaming it on television to millions of children. Now, even today, if you go to Prime Minister E. Vidya, PM E. Vidya channels, they have channel number four is for students of class four, channel number eight is for students of class eight. And they keep beaming. Channel number eight puts only what is relevant for class eight. Channel number four puts only. And we have given all the content. There are other people also who have given content. But our content, even the ministry, the secretariat, they agree that our content is extremely good. 
So every day, millions of people are watching the content, sitting at home. People do not have distance learning at times. People do not have access to laptops. They do not have access to smartphones. And you cannot study seriously on a smartphone. It's not possible. Not everybody has access to a tab or a laptop, or something like that. But television, most houses have access to television. So people can see it. So this to me is an example of partnering with the government and bringing in technology so that the speed becomes faster, the spread becomes faster. There are many such examples that can be Absolutely. It's really uh, great to see uh, you leveraging technology as well as the government partnering with the Rotary International. But moving on to our next question, you being the fourth Indian to hold this prestigious position, I'm sure India has a very sweet spot for you. So what, according to you, are the biggest challenges that India as a country is currently facing? And how is the Rotary International helping in combating those challenges? Sure. Good questions you asked, Navya. Uh, very nice. So, uh, yes, India has a sweet spot, not only because it's my home country. Uh, I'm very patriotic, very passionate about my country, like everybody should be and everybody is. But also because I feel Rotary in India is the Kohinoor. It's the jewel in the crown. The work that we do, the contribution that we make to the Rotary Foundation, the uh, membership growth that we do, it's a comprehensive package, absolutely. Everything that Rotary needs, we provide that. So we are uh, extremely important part of the Rotary world and I feel uh, uh, Rotary is uh, doing very well uh, in India. So challenges, another reason why Rotary is growing in India is the needs here are so many. The population is huge. All the needs, the government is doing an amazing job, but all needs cannot be met by the government. That's why there is civil society. And the needs are still unmet, whether it is water, sanitation, whether it is health, uh, education, literacy, uh, skill development, etc., environmental issues. Every day you hear uh, that there is a request for the civil society to join hands. Whether it was Swachh Bharat when the Prime Minister launched, he did ask all the civil society people, the public also to join in. Whether it was the polio program, we were the civil society partners for it. Whether it was COVID, everybody, every civil society people participated in it. So the problems in India are so many, so many unmet problems. And Rotarian, whenever a Rotarian or a Rotaractor sees a problem, they want to help out. So the problems of literacy, I just give you one example. The other example I'll give you, we found out that the uh, literacy rate in India was last census, it was 75%. This census, it may increase a little, but we will not be a totally literate country because we have the world's highest number of adult illiterate in our country. Today, 96% of our children are going to school. They may drop out later, that's a separate problem, but they will be considered as literate when the next census happens, which is happening right now, happened now. But the adult illiterate who are there will always be considered as adult illiterate till we make them literate. So we said, okay, till we make this backlog literate, India's percentage of literacy cannot inch up. So we've taken it upon ourselves that by year 2027, we will strive to make India totally illiterate. 
Now it's a big program, huge program. Crazy. We have more than 20 crore adult illiterate today. But we found a method where we want people to join hands, all the road riders to join us also together. Let each of us find ourselves, each one teach one, and find 10 more people who will each one teach one. So another, I'll give you an example. I have time and again said to the water minister, Mr. Gajan Shekhawat, I told him that Rotary is ready to do 10% of the work of the government of India in the sector of water in certain areas. They want to set up 100,000 check dams over the next six years' time. We said we will do 10% of that, which is 10,000 check dams. It's a huge program. We are ready to do it. They want to rejuvenate 100,000 water bodies. We said, okay, we will do 10% of that. So, friends, these are our these are some of India's biggest problems, and Rotary is working towards solving these problems. Yes, sir, absolutely. So, while reading about you, I came across your guiding mantra in life, which is uh, service is the rent that we pay for the space we occupy on this earth, and it's very much in tandem with the year theme that is serve to change life. So what exactly do these phrases mean to you? And what message would you like to convey to all the Rotarians and the Rotractors who are listening to this podcast? These phrases have become my life. You know, surprisingly, when I joined Rotary about 36 years back, 37 years back, I was just 35, 35 years old at that time. 25 years, sorry. I was just 25 years old, probably age of some of you here. I did not join Rotary for service activities. I mean, service was the last thing on my mind at that time. I joined for making friends, networking. But soon enough, my club took me to projects, programs, and I started seeing there is a different world in this world, very different from my own world. I am comfortable in my car. They don't have roads. I have high ceilings at home. You cannot stand straight in their huts. I take it for granted that I will take a bath only with hot water or hot running water. They don't have toilets at home. You and I think what air conditioner to put. They don't have windows at their homes. So it suddenly made me feel, you, you know, we, we, we think what campus, how big, how good the campus is. They used to study under the shade of a tree. And I realized it's a different world. People are happy there, but not comfortable. It's not fair that a girl who should be going to school is spending two hours in a day in Rajasthan only for getting water. So gradually I started understanding the problems uh, and I felt very nice when I was part of the solution. So whether it was setting up more than 7,000 rural toilets, or doing heart surgeries for uh, two and a half thousand directly and about 22,000 all over India. Starting a program like Shelter Kit where uh, every disaster in India since it started, every time there is a disaster, we provide these shelter kits to people. Many such programs have got started. The literacy program itself. Today, millions of children are benefiting because of the literacy program. So service is something that grows on. If you get more involved, you want to do more. The, the needs in our country are unending. And it has come at a stage where I think uh, I am not just doing projects in Rotary. I am doing 
a service to the nation i am working for our country the platform is probably rotary so that is why i say service is the rent i pay for the space i occupy on this earth that's the only rent i can pay so let me help other people uh, like they say uh, the life is best lived when you live for others so it's a message i would like to leave with the rotractors also you know early in life it is best to try and understand that uh, we need to help other people we need to live for other people if you want to make a mark in life if you want to leave your footprints in the sands of time you will only be remembered for the good that you did for others not for yourself show me one guy one famous guy in history below whose statue it is written we have created this statue for this wonderful person because he or she lived only for himself or herself so these are all people who live for others so it's important and serve to change lives naturally when your own ethos your guiding mantra is service so the theme for the year had to be related to service but service does not call for action the serve calls to action and to me rotary is all a matter of action we are people of action and i strongly feel we are people of action so the idea was serve asking everybody to serve and what happens when you serve you change lives that's why it is served to change lives that's quite thought provoking but on that note i have one last question for you uh, 11th january is celebrated as shaker mehta day and i believe you are the only ri president to have received this huge recognition uh, so how does it feel and what does the day entail for all the rotarians and rotractors <laughs> this was very humbling i did not even know anything like this was happening i had gone for a fundraiser for rotary foundation in the town of wallace uh in the district there were about 200 people there excellent uh, program lot of money being committed uh, good fundraising and uh, then certainly the mayor of uh, the town came and he invited me to come up on the stage and then he read out an entire citation i didn't even know what he was trying to do so I was called on the stage. I thought he's wanting. I saw something in his hand. I thought he's going to present a memento to me, but then he read out the entire citation, and which said that that day was being celebrated as Shaker Mehta Day. So, I think it's just a matter of uh, it's the recognition of the work that was being done over the years. The platform was Rotary. The work that I did was along with Rotarians. So, uh, it's not just my day. uh it's every rotarians day so uh, i feel humbled that they have done it and uh, any such recognition you know i've always felt that any recognition any elevation to a position means a greater responsibility to do more work i realized this about 15 years back uh, i was nominated to be the director of rotary international and my club did a felicitation program in that program they got clippings from different people around india and even outside uh, and naturally uh, it was a felicitation program so everybody was talking good things about me and i was sitting on the stage feeling very embarrassed that these things are being told about me but on the other hand i thought shekhar are you really worthy of all this praise 
If not, then let you make yourself worthy to others. I went back that night. I still remember. I sat down and I wrote down all that we would achieve. Some crazy dreams, some crazy thoughts. Because if I had to live up to those praises that I was receiving, which meant that I had to really do far more than what I was already doing. And that is when we set up these programs where we wanted to set up eye hospitals, 50 eye hospitals. We've been able to set up already 19 of them, wanted to do 5,000 heart surgeries. We've done 22,000 heart surgeries, set up the shelter kit program. It's running very well. So many of these things were just started at uh, uh, that time. So dreams, one uh, has to have uh, dreams and uh, uh, when you start working towards them, uh, I always say have big dreams because only then will you be able to make an impact, especially in a country that we live in. There are so many people. There are so many people that our uh, we cannot say we will just do uh, something for 100 people, 50 people, 200 people. It's great, good work. But how about adding one zero to the work that you are doing? How about adding two zeros to the work you are doing? If you're helping 200, how about 2,000? Is it possible that you can take it to 20,000? It is if we start dreaming big and we have to dream big because we have miles to go before we sleep. We have miles to go before we sleep. Our country needs a lot of help working with the government. Go out, reach out in your community, see what the needs are, meet the government officials and tell them, Niswarth Bhav say we want to do something. There's nothing, we want nothing in return except seeing the smile on the face of those people. Don't worry whether you get recognition or not. Recognitions will always follow. Don't worry about whether you have the funds or not. Gandhi said, find the goal and the means will follow. They always do. But have the determination, big plans, big dreams, and then follow the dreams, work really hard for them, and you'll be able to achieve. So who knows, there'll be one day a Bharat Patel day. There'll be one day a Shivansh day or Ajay day or a Sneha day. I don't know. Why not? Well, thank you so much, sir. It, with that, it's a wrap on this edition of RCMHV Talks Season 2. Um, and I'm sure a lot of people who listen to this podcast will be inspired to join this movement and serve to change lives. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you. Namaste.